most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. Oh, shucky ducky is the man with me. Oh, shucky ducky was a way for me to say I am thrilled to be here. Why not? Just say that. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be better informed. To help make this a better USA. Breaking news. Breaking news. Every day. With Herman Cain. And the most connected man in Washington. Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. How are you? Hey, Herman. How are you today? Do you expect any new news from the Federal Reserve Chairman's visit to Capitol Hill today? No. Uh, she's testifying on just sort of regular oversight. Uh, she's been asked, uh, Janet Yellen has, a few times about when she thinks interest rates would go up. She said December would be what she called a live possibility. Uh, but still, at this point in time, we don't seem to have a, a, any big jump in inflation. So there are some who don't think it's going to happen. It was interesting yesterday, Donald Trump accused Janet Yellen of holding down interest rates and not raising them simply because the Obama administration had asked her not to. Not to. That was uh, thoroughly uh, rejected by the White House spokesman yesterday. Nothing's been asked about that so far. But uh, Yellen, uh, you know, not showing her hand, but it doesn't seem to me like they're on the verge of uh, raising rates. But we'll have to wait and see. Well, especially when you consider the fact that the projections for GDP growth through the rest of this year are not that favorable. And you don't raise rates when GDP is 2% or less. That yeah, and the other thing is we haven't, come, we haven't come close to the inflation target either. No. The, 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 the drop in gas and oil and energy prices has really helped avoid that. So it may be just one of those things. I think more than anything, the Fed wants to remind everybody that sooner or later it's going to happen. I mean, yeah, she said today it has been a long time that interest rates have been at zero from the Fed, and she's absolutely right about that. Well, the people that benefit the most from these low interest rates are the larger multinational companies because they've got to move money around, uh, you know, financing their operations and this sort of thing on a continuous basis. So I think she's telling them, I'm not going to screw with it between now and the end of the year. So do what you have to do. And but we'll you're come on back notice for next yeah, year. Yes. We're putting you on notice for next year. Well, what about, um, what about some of the, uh, Results of elections around the country yesterday. Which Obviously, one struck a big, your fancy? yeah, big win for Republicans last night in the bluegrass state in Kentucky. It was a uh, a big miss for the pollsters, I have to say, because uh, the polls weren't anywhere close on this one. Matt Bevin, who had been just thoroughly defeated a couple of years ago in his quest to get rid of Mitch McConnell in Kentucky, this time he won barely in the primary. Didn't seem to be running the greatest of races. Fought a lot with the news media and with other Republicans, and then won easily, almost by nine points last night wow. the polls had him behind by anywhere by three to five points in the last couple of weeks so there you know what do i always tell you let's talk about trends well there weren't any trends here to look at other than the democrats were favored in that race which of course raises a lot of red flags that geez you know we gotta uh, look at these polls and wonder are they right of course you know what's going to happen i'm going to tell you about that warning then we'll go right back to talking about the uh, the polls you know the races sort of like you know we're drawn to them like a handicapper is drawn to the daily racing forum for the horse races or something like that you want to see data uh like that along the way to me the biggest implication from this win 
uh, for Bevin is uh, mainly on the Obama health law. Bevin has said repeatedly his state is one of those, Herman, that set up their own health insurance exchange. Uh, you know, many states just left it to healthcare.gov. So Bevin has said that once he gets in, and since all of this was done by executive order, he can take it away by executive order, and his plan is to transition all those people from the bluegrass state who have signed up for health care through the exchange uh, to, to do away with that, save the state money, and shift everybody into healthcare.gov. Now, the broader question is, will Bevin follow through on his threat to take people off of extra expanded Medicaid coverage? About 400,000 people have signed up for that coverage under the current Democratic administration in Kentucky. And obviously, that would be a big political deal if Bevin moves to knock them off or to make major changes in that program. So a big win for the GOP. You can't deny that. We'll see what happens with the fight over the Obama health law. He could grandfather the people that have already signed up for the expanded Medicaid because isn't it true that the federal funding to help in that transition goes down for the year after year for three yeah, years? Yeah, that's the thing is the state would have to pick up more and more right. of the tab, and that's his argument. And the argument of many Republicans that, yeah, in the short term you can do it, but then it opens up a big hole in terms of the budget for those states later on. I think at this point in time, Montana, I think, was the last one this week that decided to expand its Medicaid. So we're at 30 states now that have expanded their Medicaid program under the Obama health law. Going back to the polls... You will recall that when we were having a Senate election here in Georgia, the polls predicted that David Perdue was going to be in a runoff. It didn't happen. So the polls, again, as I continue to warn people, they might be directional and they may be an indication. For example, in the presidential polls, the two top candidates, yeah, they might change position one and two and two and one, but you got to look at it in tiers until somebody starts to break into a new tier, like Rubio is moving up, but he hasn't broken into that top tier yet. You know, we've seen a number of instances in recent years. I'll go back to 2008 uh, in New Hampshire when the polls showed that Barack Obama would beat Hillary Clinton, and he didn't. Uh, then we can uh, look at 2010 when the polls showed that Harry Reid was going to lose to Sharon Angle in Nevada, and it didn't happen, and there were a number of other instances there. Then in, in, in the last 2012 election in the presidential race i think if you go back and look at that the polls mainly overstated the republican vote that year and made it seem like it was uh, romney was doing better than he was and then last time in 2014 the polls underestimated the republican vote and overstated the democratic vote and remember we came down all those senate races at the end and i found it really hard to to understand why the republicans didn't seem to be doing better and then they ran the table and won all those races so it, it, it's really easy in the after in the aftermath to say oh the polls were skewed a little against the GOP that year or a little for the GOP that year, but we don't know that in real time right now. And it, you know, it is why I keep talking about watching trends, but again, the, the, the only trends to watch in Kentucky were the Democrat was going to win, and yeah. then it didn't happen. I, I would agree. You need to watch the trends most, more so than the absolute numbers, and some of the news cable networks, they get all angst if, you know, if somebody moves one or two points. No, if it's within the, the range of the statistical era, then that's really not a change. You need to look at the trends like you've also indicated. You know, and the trends, uh, we saw a couple new polls come out in New Hampshire today, and the trends clearly are uh, Donald Trump staying about the same, Ben Carson moving up, Marco Rubio moving up, Ted Cruz moving up, and then Jeb Bush moving down. But you just never know where we are along that, you know, that line at this point in time. But that certainly looks as we head into the next debate next Tuesday in Milwaukee. It would seem that Jeb Bush really is going to get an awful lot of scrutiny next week. Is he really turning this around or is it just going the wrong way, period, end of sentence? Now, 
for the debate next week, are the same 10 people going to be on the stage you as know, far as you know? I have not seen an announcement yet from uh, the Fox Business Network as to exactly who is on there. I would assume we've got to have that in the next day or so. Right. And, and they have not said which polls that they would be using either. So, you know, uh, I would think right now, just sort of based on looking at the polls, that yes, everything should be fine for uh, the 10 who are up on the main stage to stay there again. For example, there's a Quinnipiac poll out today. Uh, who knows if they would use it? But if they do use it, for example, uh, 1% for Mike Huckabee. Well, that's a terrible number that could drag you down. Right. And Paul with just 2%, that could drag you down as well. So at this point in time, uh, my long answer is no. We don't know exactly whether it's going to be the same 10 on the main stage and the same four on the undercard. Well, I did hear Neil Cavuto say yesterday, I just happened to catch his afternoon show, that they were going to talk about business, they're going to talk about economics, they're going to talk about taxes. So I believe that they well, plan to Oh, you mean what CNBC focused. was supposed to do last exactly. week? Exactly. Yeah, yes. what it, CNBC was supposed to do, but they didn't. And so he has said that a couple of times. I just happened to catch it yesterday, that that's what they're going to, that's what they're going to focus on. And I got to tell you, if the questions are structured right, it should be a test of the candidates in being able to articulate their economic plans and their thoughts on taxes and their thoughts on business growth and expansion and things of this nature. So I think it's an opportunity for them if they come in there prepared, uh, if in fact the questions will be structured correctly, and I think that they probably will be. One thing to note today about the polls, you know, looking at sort of the broad brush, is that today, for the first time since July, Donald Trump trails in the averages nationally. That Ben Carson is now moved ahead by one percent in the averages. You know, again, I think those two are neck and neck. It doesn't matter who's first and who is second at this right. point in time. But I do think it's interesting that if you look at the trend, we have certainly seen a trend in the favor of Ben Carson. It's not that Trump has dropped a huge amount, uh, but he's sort of plateaued over the last few weeks. And Ben is moving up. You're right because Trump isn't coming down as fast as Ben Carson no. and Rubio are moving up. That means they are taking it from some of these candidates that have smaller shares. Uh, and Trump, know, I think it's really interesting. The last two days, Herman, Trump uh, got a lot of TV time yesterday with his newser that he had in New York around his book tour. Yeah. And he's getting an awful lot today. He's filing for the uh, the primary up in New Hampshire. And the coverage is just, you know, like a circus up there outside <laughs> the, uh, the, the elections office, I think, in Concord. So Trump, to me, after a few weeks of sort of not getting as much media attention in the last couple of days, has restored some of that. We'll see if that carries over to next week's debate. What do you think Saturday Night's Live's ratings are going to be this Saturday night? <laughs> off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you think you got people out there trying to keep him off? It's just they don't want him to be out in front of that particular audience who may not listen to what we talk about every day. Look, I mean, you know, it's it's what we've said from the beginning about Donald Trump. He combines several yeah. things here. Yeah. And one is he's a media figure already. He knows how to deal with the media. He knows how to get media attention. He goes a bit over the top here and there for a reason. He's a showman, partially. And I don't mean that in a negative way. He is able to get an awful lot of attention that if somebody else, another candidate showed up, they would not get as much. And people... People want to see him mainly because of who he is, not that he's Donald Trump the candidate or anything like that. And certainly going on Saturday Night Live can't hurt him one bit. <laughs> I'm just wondering what's going to be the ratings. We will see. Well, thanks a lot, Jamie. Do appreciate All right, see you, it, Herman. my friend.